Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I am Aeneas Williams. Today I'm excited we get a chance to talk to two guys that are fresh out of the game. I'll just call them rookie retirees. (laughs) Our panel contains two great offensive players. First, we have Nick Mangold from The Ohio State University who played center for the New York Jets. We also have tight end Heath Miller who played 11th season with the Pittsburgh Steelers and also played his college ball at the University of Virginia. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad to be here. So I know that the first year is rough. That's what we hear a lot of times. The first year, that transition is rough. What is one thing that nobody tells you about that first year out of the game when you leave the playing field, Heath? I think it's just a completely new normal and a new routine that you have to create and get used to. You wake up every day. You're used to having structure to your day. And I think that first season is just... Now you're at home, and if you have a family, they've got their schedule. Right. They're doing their thing that they've been doing it's for like the past. It's like you're intruding now, Yeah, right? now <laughs> you're just trying to find your, find your path and find your way and, and see where you can fit in the mix, and uh, that was probably the hardest thing for me. Yeah, I mean, in the same way, um, you know, you, you spend all your time 
at the facility, you know, you're at games and you're doing everything. And especially I got a wife and kids at home and coming into it when you're, you're done and you don't have anything to do. And it's like, all right, how do I get into their routine and everything and pick up where I can? Um, but at the same time, you have this feeling in your mind, like, hey, I'm retired. Like, I don't have to do anything. Right. It's great. And then you realize, well, you know, the kids still have to get to school. Someone still has to pick them up. They have sports. They have, you know, stuff to do. And you realize, you know, everyone always has this retired um, image in their mind where you're on a beach somewhere playing golf <laughs> and, you know, playing golf in the morning, you're having lunch, you're going, you know, you're, you're doing a little stuff around the house and you have dinner and you do it all over again. And that's, um, I think that's a little bit of a fantasy for those of us that are coming out. Um, you mean right that's not league. true for all the NFL retired players? I think it's true for some of them, but those of us with uh, little ones, that ain't the, that ain't the truth. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that to happen too, Nick. Yeah, I know, right? Not happening. Why do you think so many people consider the word transition a bad word when it comes down to leaving the game? I think for me, transition, like it sounds like you're supposed to do something else, right? That's and interesting, yeah. You, if you're able to do it for uh, a long amount of time and you've put your passion into it and you've been able to um, give everything you have for the game, I think when, when people hear transition, like, all right, well, now I'm, I retired. A week later, all right, now here's what I have to do. There's a lot of programs to say, well, here, what do you want to do when you're done playing? Um, and at that moment, there are some guys that are focused that, you know, when I'm done, I want to get in coaching. Like right out of the gate, I'm going to coach or I want to go broadcasting. And so they have, there are those people, but there's a lot of people where they're focused on football and they have an idea in their mind, well, it would be great if I could do this or do that, but I'm not really focused on it. And when they, when I think guys hear transition, they're like, all right, now you're a week out, time to go. And you need to have a little bit of time to say, all right, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to relax. Um, I just put in, you know, 11 years. I'm going to take this moment to spend a little bit of time with my kids, and I'm going to see what's available. E, why do you think guys feel that rush, just as you said, Nick, in terms of, and how are you dealing with that? It's like, is it because we feel we've gone from doing something daily and then now we're home? Is it that anxiety that says I need to be out doing something? Yeah, e? I think that's part of it. I think as a player, you know, very seldom are we sitting on the couch at home we're always uh, seeking ways to become a better football player. And that's been our life up until we're done, until the game stops. And I think, uh, so it's an uncomfortable feeling, I think, for us as players to not know where you're going, what you're doing. If you think about a football season, every week there's a stated goal at the end of the week. And you spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday working toward that goal. Right. And then you either accomplish the goal or you don't. You put it behind you and you move on to the next. Um, so not to have that stated goal, that defined goal, I think, um, is different. And then you have everyone say, hey, congratulations on retirement. What are you going to do next? That's the question. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every time. And, and they're looking uh, for an answer. And like. I think some, at first I was uncomfortable, like, I don't really know. I felt bad, like, I don't know. I don't know. But now, I mean, it's okay not to know. Um, Correct. I've learned that. Nick, what do you miss most about playing? Uh, you know, what I miss most is the, um, the guys in the locker room, uh, the camaraderie, uh, that goes on, you know, I, I, I don't miss banging. I don't miss, uh, you know, 
being in the weight room at 5.45 in the morning, the relationships, the interactions, um, and then also the chess match of it, the learning of football, the learning of plays, the learning of um, different techniques and everything. I always found that to be fascinating when you're looking at how a defense played, how they played you, what you were doing to go against them, design of plays, run, pass. Like it, it's, that whole mental side of the game was one of my, even playing was probably my favorite part more than the actual banging. Is there something you guys learned six weeks out versus six months out as it relates to being a, a legend now? I think the biggest one for me was the transition of not only myself, you know, and, and dealing with it, but my wife also now learning uh, what new normal is. And there was one, we joke about it all the time, it was probably six months into it where she, um, it was the night before we had just finished uh, dinner and she looked at me and she goes, so what, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, you know exactly what I'm doing tomorrow. Nothing. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, right, well, yeah, sorry. We got a good chuckle. We still get a good chuckle out of that one. It's like, well, I, it wasn't on the calendar because nothing's on the calendar. <laughs> right. Now, Heat, how, how has it impacted your family, you being home now? I know you um, talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's been a positive for me, and I think the kids and my wife has enjoyed. But like I said, there's this transitioning phase that you go through as a family to create your new normal. I think my wife has relinquished a few duties to me. And I know I don't do them as well as her. And she reminds me of that sometimes. But I say, hey, I'm well, doing the best the I can help, right? here. Yeah, right. I appreciate yeah. the help. Uh, yeah, I can go to the grocery store sometimes and, you know, I might forget a couple things. But uh, <laughs> one thing I, you know, as a football player, always told where to go, what correct. time to be there. You're given a structured schedule and I had to stop waking up every day and say, what are we going to do today to my wife? Or what do you want me to do today? Correct. She's like, I'm not your coach. You know, you got to figure <laughs> that out yourself. <laughs> the one that gets me is lunch. Yeah. I always ask, like, we'll be either eating breakfast or have just finished. Like, what do you want to do for lunch? Yeah. She's like, I don't know. Usually I just grab a yogurt or something because we're running the kids around. So you're used to having lunch ready for you. So yeah. why do you yeah. keep asking me? <laughs> I'm sorry, but back to the point, what are we doing for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the best part about being an NFL legend? Just looking back on your career is something you'll always be very proud of. Um, but it's nice to have this legends community where um, guys in our shoes can connect because oftentimes when you're done with the team, that camaraderie that you miss and you crave and you became accustomed to, everybody disperses and you keep in touch with a few guys. But um, Which you can't manufacture it, right? Right. Can't, can't even get the kiddos together. And get yeah. That. Well, it's tough. Yeah. I, and I don't know about Pittsburgh, but, you know, New Jersey, nobody stays in New Jersey. Everyone, right. everyone jets out of there. I think there's only like three of us that stick stuck right. around. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's pretty number of guys, at least a number of the, guys, the yeah. older players. Yeah, a number of guys stayed, like a lot of guys from the 70s stuck Correct. around. Yeah. Um, and then there was a time early in my career where a lot of guys were retiring and leaving. And then toward the end when I retired, several guys have decided to stick around. Um, so that's that's nice. I, I left and went to Virginia, but it's nice for those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's great for them. They they send me pictures and texts and they're all together, so it's it's great. Yeah, but um, do any of you guys have any five year, ten year plans that you've thought about thus far? Uh, let's see if I can get to. I have a what is it? Um, my daughter's five months. I need her to be four. I got a four year plan because then she'll be in full school. 
and I can go out and golf in the morning, and then come home for lunch, and then I can pick the kids up from school. So that's my that's my four-year plan right there. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan, Nick. I might have to adopt that. Is that, that on paper, yeah. man? Is that it's, in your it's, it's written down because, you know, we have, we have four as well, and, um, you know, we, we span from eight uh, down to five months. And so as I'm watching my eight-year-old go through and seeing the steps and then having the two in the middle that are falling along, and knowing, you know, that the baby is the baby. And so, I, I, all right, we get to this milestone. Now I can do this. And we get to this milestone. Now, like, once they get to this milestone, I don't have to do another diaper. This is awesome. What advice do you guys have for the next group of legends coming out, if any? I would say it's, you know, there's no probably easy way or shortcut to go through the transition. Everybody's going to have to go through it. But I, t I would say realize you're not alone and... Um, it's okay to, to not know what you're going to do next. Um, it's okay to be in this period where, you know, when people are asking you, what's next, what's next? It's okay to say, I don't know, you know, and just uh, soak in all the moments. For me, it was, um, I just try to value the time with my family that maybe I didn't get when I was sure. playing. I get to uh, soak in being at the soccer games on Saturday instead of getting the phone call afterwards and hearing about <laughs> it. So, What about you, Nick? Yeah, I think it's uh, realizing the place that you're in right now while you're playing. And everyone talks about, you know, you, you got to enjoy the moment, um, whether it's whether you're losing or you're winning, you know, the, you have this time together. You need to enjoy it, but also know that when it's done, it's not the end of the world. Sure. And there's new joys, new fun, new excitements to be had, and uh, especially those with kids. Um, you know, I feel like as NFL players, we miss out on a large amount of activities and, you know, being able to do those, like, you know, he was saying, going, going to actual soccer and um, being a part of, you know, flag football and stuff like that. It's, it's neat to see and it's a lot of fun and I think appreciating the opportunity uh, that you get to, to see that. Have you guys figured out how to come up with now your win? When we play the game, we always, right, it's a win or you're losing. We're always striving, obviously, for winning. But how now with this new normal have you settled down or have you just taken a win out as it relates to? I got to tell you, my wins are if we show up somewhere on time. That is, <laughs> that is my victory for the day, and I, I count that as a win every day. If we can make it to school on time. If we can make it to, you know, practice on time, if we can make it to church on time, I still can't understand, can't fathom. 9 a.m. mass, I'm up at 6.30, and we still can't make it there on time. I don't know what we're doing wrong, but that's, that's my little victory. You might need to get one of your... Uh what we call equipment guys, man, to come and set up your little set up. You know, get, you get have all the outfits ready, right? ready to go exactly. and everything. Put the, put the uh, did you guys with the Jets and the Steelers have? Even though we knew what to put in our bags, you have the check sheet. We didn't have a check sheet. Oh, no, no, we didn't. We always had it. Yeah, really. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah. some guys. Yeah, <laughs> some guys. And we always good. had it. Invariably, somebody that didn't pay attention to it didn't leave their stuff. And we had helmets, just stuff you know, but invariably. Somebody goes away and forgets about it. So that might help a little. That might help a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, there's other times where I'm just accepting. Like, we're rolling in four deep. This is, we're going to be late. Just happy to be here. <laughs> You're just happy to be here. You know? Have any of you guys ever thought about coaching football? Uh, I, I've thought about it, I think. Um, but like I said, uh, I'm enjoying the time that I have with my family to 
to uh, to jump into this level of coaching or college level of coaching. You know, maybe down the line, maybe it might fit to coach high school. But um, I, I respect a ton of what those guys put in, the amount of work and energy that goes into that. And um, I don't think I'm prepared to, to do that right now. <laughs> what do you think, having been out around the same time as uh, Jason Witten, when you guys see recently announced he's going back, what do you think was going through his mind? A good career, he's already, at least what people say, but we don't know if it's his passion. What do you guys think about that? What do you think he was going through? Well, based on a statement that I saw, you know, he referenced the, the camaraderie of the locker room, how he enjoys preparing and working. Because, you know, it's after you're done playing, you're not going to find anything else that will replicate playing a football game. Right. Um, like Nick was saying, you want to find something that you're passionate about, but it's not going to be it's not going to be what football was for most of us. Maybe someone else. Right. That's the case. So I can definitely relate to that. Sure. You have moments that first off season where you, the season starts and you turn on the game. I don't think I watched football the first season just because really? it was just too odd for me not to be in the huddle and not to be out there in the field. Um, so it was easier for me, I should say, not to put it out of my mind because you do have those thoughts. I wonder if I could still do that. I should, I should still be out there. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What do you think possibly Jason was going through? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure he was going through it, you know, seeing, especially, you know, having the Monday night game, you know, he's seeing these guys play and everything. And I sit there and I watch football um, and I look at him and I could still do that, please. Um, <laughs> but knowing full well that I don't want to do it. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and, um, I'm in a good spot where I never had that itch um, to get back in there. I, I got an itch to like hang out in the hot tub, cold tub. But it'd be <laughs> nice, but to go to go back into it, uh, it never came around. I I enjoy watching it. Um, I, I love watching it, and I love uh, seeing you know the guys play. The handful of guys left that I know, and but there's hasn't been since I stopped and since I decided that I was done. I haven't had that even itch, any right? itch yeah. to get back into it. Do you find yourself, for me personally, when I watch the game, I, a lot of times I'm, I watch it by myself. Because if I'm in a room with people watching it, just invariably I have to just kind of not get into it the way I'm – because we don't see it the same way, obviously. What about you guys? Uh, a little bit, but my son is crazy about football, so he's usually the one who's initiating the games we watch. So I'm I'm tagging along with him for the most part. I'm watching the games, and I'm uh, my little guy is, is sucked into it too. Football cards all of a sudden have become huge. I don't know why, but he loves his little football cards and all the stats and everything. But watching it with him, you know, seeing his, you know, watching it through kids' eyes and just seeing the fan side of it, where I'm watching it getting mad at the guys that mess up Correct. and then getting mad at the announcers that mess up and sitting there like, just getting angry at everybody. Like, how are we all messing this up? This is the National Football League. Like, and, but he's watching. Oh, that was great. It's like, yeah, but three guys messed up on that one play. So have you had the experience yet, the dreaded, now we go through the regular uh, waiting room? Um, yes. There's been a couple of those. Where it's just like, no, but we should be going I, to I go that like I think it was at the airport the one time. I was like, Yeah, but that that's the screening we should go through. <laughs> like, <laughs> we go through that one. We don't have to wait in this line. Right here. This is, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know why we're doing this. I think I was, it was Bart Oates, who we may have been doing one with, who, who, who said that was one of the biggest challenges, getting used to going to the doctor's office and in a waiting room. He said that was real tough. What about you, Heat? Have you... I haven't been to the doctor yet. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you still might be able to. Get, but, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I will say, we just got my wife's car service before I came, and it took a lot longer than I'm used to it taking. <laughs> they used to bring the car back to the house. Exactly. Like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. Nope. Nope. So, how do you stay engaged with the game? Obviously, you guys are here mentoring uh, some of the college athletes. How do you stay engaged with the game? Um, I, you know, I think it's it, unfortunately it has to be an effort made um, to try to stay. So you know, paying attention to what's going on um, on the field, you know, watching the games and stuff, and then also making sure to check with the opportunities that are available. Um, you know, I didn't even know this was a, a the mentoring program was even a thing until about mm, two weeks ago, and so. Uh, and that's on me for just not looking into it. But um, it was as soon as I was like, hey, is there anything to do with the combine? They're like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, who knew? Um, and so I think looking into the opportunities that are out there um, to actively stay engaged. How has it been with you? I saw you with your Legends gear, you know, about the Legends Lounge. You mentioned a little bit earlier how important it is, you think, for guys that are transitioning around the time that you guys are to stay connected. Yeah, I think like Nick said, it takes effort. And, um, you know, for some of us, it may come natural. For me, I'm more introverted, so I got to really make myself be proactive and and learning about these opportunities to give back to the game, be around the game. And um, for me, I know I'm always going to have this football itch just to be able to do something like this, uh, you know, feeds feeds that appetite for me. And and I'll always enjoy it. whether it be at this level, college level, whatever level, I'll always be, enjoy being around the game. You gonna get out there and do some drills? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not gonna show them how it's done here. All right, let me show you how it's done. I'll maybe run a thirty, and it might time the same as the rest of the guys. <laughs> Final question. This is a unique one. I don't think I've asked this one before. How would your wives describe the transition? You think? Uh, I would say she tells me I get in the way all the time like, <laughs> we have our routine get out of my way but uh, there are times where and we found uh, anytime I do something where I'm gone for a day or two something short it's amazing how much that changes the home life when I get back because it's like oh yeah you're back you're you know the kids are sitting there oh yeah we like daddy like you, you know <laughs> you, you give them a little time to miss you and you know it, it seems to work out really well and so I think um, you know, once you get into that new normal and you're always around, um, you know, it, it kind of loses some of that excitement because then it's just becomes routine. So trying to find ways to, you know, um, keep things, you know, fast and loose where it's like, all right, you know, this is, um, this is how we're doing things. This is how, you know, new normal doesn't have to be just a routine. Right. That's good. What about you, Heat? Uh, I think one thing that probably I overlooked and I feel like probably a lot of people overlook is for our wives, they're, they're going through this transition as much as we are as players. You know, the, what they're used to, what they're accustomed to has just been turned upside down. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of information and uh, headlines made about guys transitioning to their next step. But it's also, it's important for the wives too because 
uh, yeah, they have a new kid sometimes at home that they got to deal <laughs> a with. A new kid, I like it. A new adult kid. A new adult to? kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a new adult kid that they got to deal with. But, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, that a lot of, I don't know what the statistics are, but I know at one point in my career, the divorce rate or whatever with NFL players, going through it, you know, you can easily see, oh, I can see how problems can exist now because the life that they're accustomed to, maybe if your wife's used to doing things a certain way or going to certain places and now you retired, that's maybe that's not happening as often as it used to when you retired, um, plus the new normal and being around each other all the time. It's, it's easy to see how, um, you know, problems can occur. And so I want to thank you guys for sharing your time and your stories and being candid and open. So thank you, I'm Aeneas Williams. Thank you for joining us with another NFL Legends podcast. And the best is yet to come. This has been the NFL Legends podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 